Hey, once again, it's the SIF Podcast, Save It for the Football Podcast. Here we are, it's week 17 of the NFL season. Uh, a lot of things decided this week. So the mayor and I talked about week 16 and previewed a little bit of week 17. Talked about fantasy football, daily fantasy, and croutons. So I hope you enjoy. Welcome to the Sift Podcast, Save It for the Football Podcast, this one for Week 17, the first one of 2021. I am uh, joined, as always, by the mayor. How are you, mayor? Uh, I am pretty good uh, for a Saturday evening. A little bit late start to this year's season, to this week's show, but it's going to be a good show coming up. Um, our final uh, regular season show. I think we're going to kick off next week with a playoff spectacular, but we haven't even discussed that yet. So that's a little bit of a surprise for me already. Uh, how are you, sir? I'm good. Did you make any uh, New Year's resolutions? Are you a New Year's resolution guy? Y- you know, I'm a firm believer of if you think you um, need to make a change for something, why wait for uh a date on a calendar to make that change, just make that change. Yeah, I agree. Firmly agree. Uh, the, the number of times uh, the earth goes around the sun doesn't really make much of a difference, but uh, I just wanted to know, I didn't make any re- resolutions either. Um, did you eat black eyed peas on new year's day? No, I did not. Okay. Neither did I. So I don't believe in that one either. <laughs> All right. Well, I think this is why we do a podcast together. So uh, week 17 coming up tomorrow, a whole bunch of games all on one day. Um, everything on Sunday. So it'll be a, a very interesting lot of things to keep track of, especially for the playoff picture. I wanted to start with a random fact, though. Um, in 2016, Domino's Japan started using reindeer to deliver pizzas. Interesting. And Domino's is a wonderful, wonderful product, and we're hoping to still pick up their sponsorship. Yeah, and uh, first they started, they actually strapped the pizzas to the reindeer. Now, I'm not sure how they got, I guess they used uh, reindeer drivers, like a Santa-type situation. Um and then they put them on sleds, and they use GPS on the sleds. I don't know how um, that all turned out. I just uh, read the initial article, so I'm not sure if that's still happening. But um, I thought that would be a good random fact, ties in with our whole Domino's background and all that. Uh, so as far as Week 16 headlines, um, I, I wanted to talk about the Dolphins-Raiders game, which seems like forever ago now. Um the way that game finished, it, it, it wiped out the Raiders, and the Dolphins are now in a pretty good spot, I guess, for the playoffs. Uh, what did you think about the finish of that game? Did, first of all, did you get to see the finish of it, or did you watch the highlights? Um, that was the game that was Saturday evening. Yes, I did get to watch that game. It um, it was kind of just crazy, you know, the way that game ended. And, I mean, how it just – it you know it just crazy, and 
so I have some questions for you. Um, so do you think everybody kind of made the right decisions and it just kind of fell as it was? Because, I mean, for the for the Dolphins to get that huge play downfield with Tannehill or, or Tannehill, Ryan Fitzpatrick getting his uh, face mac pulled around in um, and then, you know, the penalty on that. If they don't get that, they don't have a chance. But how did you feel about the uh, the play calling by the Raiders uh, leading up to that? Yeah, it was it wasn't great, and I mean, you know, there were probably a couple penalties that gave the Raiders um, an advantage a couple plays prior to that, and I, I mean, just the whole end of the game was crazy. I think um, Gruden would probably do it differently if he if he had that situation again. Right. So they they have it like inside the five on the Dolphins, and they they can go up with a touchdown. Of course, the touchdown. <laughs> And the two could have put them up by seven. and But, of course, the two is no guarantee. Um, they run the ball Josh Jacobs. He does the right thing, at least the thing he's expected to do, and he falls at the one, doesn't score the touchdown. The weird thing to me, though, was on third down, they could have, they could have ran it again. And then if you get the touchdown, you've wasted some more clock. Um and you still have the touchdown as opposed to just the field goal. Um, and uh, you know that whole saying about uh, don't take points off the board? I kind of feel like in that situation, the Raiders took some points off the board. They had the touchdown, and they kind of just didn't take it and uh, gave it away. And and I understand the, the Dolphins uh, won that game by, you know, their play in the last 40 seconds or whatever they had to, to get the ball down the field. But all right, I, I think that but that's uh, that's I'm going to talk about John Gruden a little bit later. Um, I mean, that one play, I guess, doesn't define his whole Raiders career, but it, it was pretty bad. And the fact that they. They were playing some kind of prevent defense, uh, not keeping the ball in front of them, but just kind of playing off. And uh, I don't know, it, it didn't didn't work for them. So the other one, or the other headline I had was Kansas City almost going to overtime against Atlanta, except for a missed field goal. Again, is this a, a reason to be concerned about Kansas City? Or do you think that they're going to start putting up 30 points when they play again in the playoffs? Uh, I think Kansas City will be all right. They, um, you know, it's going to come down to who, who shows up on Sunday. You know, so I mean, they're going to be playing a quality opponent around two of the playoffs. So I think they'll be well rested, and I think they'll be ready to go, and probably be able to make a deep run in the playoffs. And that's a lot of time off. I mean, I get it that this is uh, an elite offense, um, but they are going to be sitting this week, the offense, and then they'll have the bye. So it'll be almost three weeks of downtime, I think, for the Chiefs. So I think that's kind of an interesting one. But I, I want to save the playoff stuff for the next segment. Um, did you have any other uh, headlines from week 16 before we move on? No, um, not really. Okay, so do I, I'm just going to Gruden right now. Pepper spray, Bandit goes to Gruden. Um, it's not so much, like I said, that one play, but he has a he has a worse record than the previous three, or at least the previous two Raiders head coaches, which is a pretty impressive thing. After three seasons, uh, each of the Raiders coaches before him, after their three seasons, he actually has a worse record than they do. Uh, they seem to be trending in the right direction for a little while there. They beat KC earlier. 
Um, but now uh, the wheels uh, came off here at the end of the season. They almost lost to the Jets, um, but for that Hail Mary, and, and they haven't looked very good for several weeks. So uh, I, that's my nomination for uh, Pepper Spray Bandit, John Gruden. Welcome to the Pepper Spray Bandit list. Um, do you have anything to say about Gruden, or do you want to move on to something else? <laughs> yeah, so really quick, I think Gruden is – Gonna get a little bit of a pass from me because I I remember, you know, when they hired him, you know, they signed him to that ten year contract, which is really good for him that he was able to convince them to sign that. But they really said that the way the draft pick before they start really getting their draft picks back, it won't be until the twenty twenty one season that they'll really be able to start getting some draft picks. So I think this next season will be. Um, a big telltale sign if the John Gruden error is going to be um, be well off or not. All right. So what about uh, turning it to the positive? You got a got Henry player of the week. Yeah. So my got Henry player of the week goes out to the entire Tampa Bay offense this past week, uh, six passing touchdowns, one rushing touchdown. Um, you know, you guys absolutely tamed the lions and, Every player on that offense gets the um, God Henry Player of the Week. All right, and, and we're going to talk matchups uh, in the next segment. Um, uh, but, yeah, I mean, there was some real crazy, crazy uh, fantasy scores. Um, Alvin Kamara, of course, didn't matter to us, but uh, there, was a lot of, <laughs> there was a lot of scoring uh, off the charts um, in fantasy. Um, and – before we get to, I, I guess, I guess I don't have anything else to get to um, in this segment. Um, I don't have a lot of fantasy stuff, so uh, I was going to talk playoff <coughs> picture and playoff predictions for uh, the next week, the uh, wild card round. I guess, I guess we're calling it the wild, <laughs> wild card round. Um, losing I've got a frog in my throat. It sounds that way. Um, <laughs> Uh, do you have anything else before we move on to um, the, 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 the next segment? No, I think we're good to move on. All right, let's take a quick break. All right, so Mayor, are you okay? You got a you got a, a glass of water or something? Yeah, this segment is brought to you by True Leave. There for all of your medical needs. <laughs> all right. Um, do you have anything fantasy wise uh, pertaining to last week or this week in the uh, NFL uh, realm? <laughs> so I, I do. Um, as our listeners remember, last week I. I took a dive at a or a try at a a twenty t multi entry and I did not do so well. I have lost a couple of croutons on that specific thing, but I'm gonna roll the dice a little and try something similar. And I'm hoping the professor will pick a lineup or two for me. Whether we take that now or into overtime, you know that is up to you. Sure, we can do that. Um, we can do that at the end. Um, I mean, uh, but I do, I do want to say a little bit about uh, fantasy football. So obviously, for most people, fantasy football ended 
Uh, last week, some people have the double week playoff or, or, or championship game that goes into 17, um, but those people are crazy. Um, and uh, for the first time in a while, I, I didn't have any, I, I was n- not in it at all uh, going into uh, even the second week of the playoffs. So um, a disappointing fantasy season uh, as far as I'm concerned. Um, I did want to talk about the the playoffs for the NFL, though, and uh, some of our favorite matchups maybe in round one. And obviously, we don't know these for sure. There's nothing set in stone, really. Um, the Super Bowl matchups we picked at the beginning of the year, you had San Francisco and Kansas City in a rematch, and I had New Orleans and Baltimore. Um one of those looks more likely than the other, but uh, then again, one of those picks also looks like almost a guarantee. Um, I live near the airport, so if you heard that uh, airplane, that's what that was. Um, all right, so I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, what, what, what possibly we could see in round one of the playoffs. So obviously we're expecting here that Green Bay gets the bye, so KC already has the bye. Uh, Steelers look like they're laying down, um, not only uh, on offense, but several defensive players are not playing this week. Um, Looks like the Browns should be able to take that one, Um, but I'm just going to start. Here's the matchup I expect. I expect Bills versus Colts to be the two versus the seven. What do you think about that matchup? Uh, I think the Bills roll. Yeah, so you don't think that'll be a good game? No, probably not. All right, so sticking with the AFC, it's possible that the Steelers and Browns could end up playing again, this time obviously with the Steelers not resting their players. Uh, Do you think that will be a good game, the Steelers-Browns for the third time this season? You know, I think (laughs) – you know, going to the when when you're playing a third division game a year, that's um, you you know you know every you know you play you know your opponent's tendencies, you know everything you know everything about them that season. You just it who wants it more is what it comes down to, and those are always great games to watch. So that should be a good one, um, and that would leave likely uh, that would lead. Um, now Miami could be uh, in this in this spot. Uh, it could be uh, Titans uh, versus uh, Dolphins. It could be Ravens Titans. Uh, there's a lot of possibilities for this four or five matchup. But what would you like to see for this four or five matchup? Titans uh, Dolphins. What would you like to see? I would definitely like to see the Titans Dolphins. I think um, I, I want to see Miami make a run at this. I think they're. Um, their defense is pretty good, and I think if they can get that offense fired up just a little bit and maybe get two attuned up just a little Fitzpatrick just in case, I think the Dolphins could be a sneaky playoff team. All right, so let's move to the NFC, and this one's still a little convoluted as well, assuming Green Bay gets the bye, meaning they would beat the Bears um, for sure. The Bears then would be – Possibly a seven seed, and the Rams would be a six seed. The F- Bucks would be a five. Uh, so we'd have a Saints Bears matchup. What do you think? About I mean, Saints, Bears. Uh, I think the Drew Brees and the Saints would just destroy them too, because they just 
that they'll be ready to play in the dome. Yeah. Okay. And then uh, the next matchup would be probably another uh, third division rivalry game: Seattle and the LA Rams. Um, yeah, that's again. I, I think you know the the Rams got a pretty decent defense. They can hold teams down, and Seattle, you know, seems to play down to their competition. So it that would come down to whoever has the ball last. I think it's gonna be the winner of that football game. And then we have a, a matchup that is nowhere near set in stone, but um, the 4-5 would be the winner of the NFC East versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, that would be the Washington football team, the Dallas Cowboys, or the New York Giants, depending on how things play out this week, this this Sunday. So uh, what do you think is the best matchup for the Bucs? Uh, I mean – you know, a best matchup is in terms of watching or best matchup for the Bucks uh, if they wanted to, which one of these teams do they want to play? I think, uh, you, you know, I, I don't think it's going to matter. You know, the weather won't matter for Brady. He's a, you know, he's used to that weather. So I, I don't think that's a factor. And I think, you know, they, I, I think the Bucks are going to w- win if they get to play the, you know, whoever gets to play the NFC East, I feel is going to win that football game regardless, you know, they're, they're I mean, even, you, you know, I just, I, I think either way, Washington will probably be the best game to watch, but I, I think they're, they'd rather play someone like the Giants. Yeah. I think that defense of Washington that can get after the quarterback, it might be the toughest one uh, for the Bucks to play. Although that offense, I don't know if they don't have Alex Smith, I don't know what that Washington football team could really do in the playoffs. Um, all right. So those are just some, uh, some matchups, uh, to look forward to. Of course, we could be completely wrong here. Uh, things could be totally switched around, but those were uh, the likely matchups when I was looking at, um, the scenarios, anything else on playoffs, uh, the first round of the playoffs or anything like that? Um, no. All right. So do you want to go through a, a lineup or two, uh, for daily fantasy? Yeah, I can um I can do that. So in, in this particular one I'm going to go heavy on Aaron Rodgers and heavy on Drew Brees because they're both playing for they're both playing for something at the moment. And I, I think having a bunch of different matchups with those said quarterbacks are going to be my way to victory this week. Um I I paired up one with um, Nick Chubb, Aaron Rodgers, Justin Jefferson, Mike Evans, and I I picked Des Bryant up as a flex, TJ Hawkinson as a tight end, and the Saints defense. I think that lineup may have a good chance of doing a little bit of damage. Yeah, that sounds like a good one. Uh, One thing that's interesting is the Bucs, I think one of the only teams not really playing for anything. I think they're settled in at that five spot. Am I right? Uh, I don't know that for sure. I can confirm if you give me a moment. Yeah, I mean, you. Yeah, go ahead and do that. I, I, I believe the Bucks uh, cannot uh, go uh, below five, and certainly, obviously, not above that. So, I'm pretty sure the Bucks are locked in at five, which means that they may, we may see Brady and that offense for a half, but maybe not for a second half. I don't, I don't know. Um. So that's one thing. So, 
Yeah, go ahead. So, yeah, the Bucks have clinched a wild card spot. No one else has. The, uh, the Saints have clinched the division, which means the Bucks are locked in at the five spot. The Bears are at eight and seven. The Rams are at nine and six. But if we remember, Tampa Bay did beat the L.A. Rams earlier this season, did they? Yeah. Yeah, so they are locked in at the five spot. So they really don't have anything to play for, but I know Brady likes to, um, you know, he's traditionally liked to play uh, even when they have things wrapped up. So I think we will see Brady, but I don't think we'll see him for the whole game. I think we'll see a lot of Blaine Gabbert in the second half. So it's something to keep in mind when you're putting lineups together. This is the toughest week, um, not just obviously for picking daily fantasy, but for uh, predicting games which is what we're going to do in the next next segment. Uh, this is going to be a really uh, rough ride, I think, for, for our croutons this week. Um, all right, so w- what other things are you thinking about for a lineup? So um, so I, I've gone pretty heavy, uh, like I said, pretty heavy on Aaron Rodgers, and I'm going pretty heavy on uh, Drew Brees. You know, trying to make sure that each and every, you know, trying to get a bunch of different wide receiver and running back mix-ups. Uh, for instance, I, I'm going heavy. I, I'm trying to slow down on the, um, the, you know, I'm talking, I'm trying to pull up my, so Nick Chubb, I'm going to use him quite a bit. I'm going to, um, I've used the Saints defense a lot. I think they're going to have a pretty good defense, defensive game this week. Uh, pulled in Austin Eckler for a few games, uh, paired up Rodgers with Alan Lazard in three or four lineups, um, peppered in Antonio Brown, usually somewhere around the flex spot. I think he has a chance to have it a big game. You know, he's going to play. He's one of their, you know, f- you know, he's not their star wide receiver. So if anything, the starters aren't going to play, he'll get more playing time in. Um, yeah, we def- might see. Yeah, go ahead. We might see Scotty Miller too. Right. Yeah, very good call. Um, Going to try out Kevin Ridley a little bit. I think he's got nothing but, um, you know, at this point, you know, he may be chasing down a contract contract clause or something. I haven't heard anything about that quite yet, but I think he'll be huge. And then just really trying to focus in on people that are going to be in for, in the playoffs. Peoples-Jones is going to be a great play with uh, Cleveland's wide receiver core still kind of you know, shaking off COVID. So um, I, I think there's a lot of sneaky matchups. I'm just hoping between the t- the 20 entry, I can put one or two of them together. Yeah, I, I honestly think that Bears-Packers game could be a little bit of a shootout. I think Trubisky's got it in him to uh, to play a game where, you know, they, they score three or four touchdowns through the air. Um and David Montgomery might get in for a score as well. So um, that could be a, a high, very high-scoring game. I don't think this Packers defense is all that fearsome. Um, yeah, all right. Would you, uh, like to, um, would you like to pick one lineup right now on the air live, and then we'll do the, um, the overtime for the other parts? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, go for it. So um, let's say we'll go with Rodgers. Okay, gotcha. Seventy four hundred dollars. All right, and in terms of uh, defense, have... okay. Uh, what do we think about the football team uh, this week uh, as a defense? 
Or is that not – that's a Sunday night game? That's a Sunday night game that's not included in this specific uh, tournament. All right, how about the, the Ravens defense? They are ranked first on the board at $4,200. You've got them. All right. So now we have to go cheap on a lot of other things for sure. No, uh, you, you can still average 5400 All right. Um, now, I don't know if Kyler Murray's playing. Right? I've heard different reports on that. Uh, when I looked at the line for that game, it looked like they thought Kyler Murray was playing because – that line moved um, to the cards' favor. So, but I don't know for sure. If he plays, I kind of like uh, DeAndre Hopkins. But now we're really getting into probably some cheap territory after that. Yep, you would be. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, let's see. So, um, thinking of the guys I'd want to see out there. Um, oh. Well, I mean, it wouldn't be bad to go Browns. Uh, and I know you already mentioned Peoples-Jones. Um, if he's out there, I guess we'll put him in there too. Yeah, he's cheap too for in terms of relatively production compared to what he can give you. And I think despite the Bills going up against the tough, pretty tough Dolphins defense, um, I like uh, – you know, one of those Bills wide receivers, maybe a Gabe Davis or um, Cole Beasley. Cole Beasley seems like he he gets a little bit no matter what happens. So um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Gabe Davis. So so Cole Beasley is marked as out. Oh, okay. And you said Gabe Davis. Yeah. Okay. So right now you have an average of sixty two hundred left. And what do we have in the lineup? I'm not keeping track. So depending. So on you. Have, so you have Donovan Peoples Jones, Gabriel Davis, the Ravens defense, and Aaron Rodgers as quarterback. Um. So for tight end spot right now, you. Above the bubble of 6,200, you have Darren Waller at 7,100 and Travis Kelsey at 8,600. Every other tight end is below that in dollar value. I don't, um, I don't expect Kelsey to play much. I don't think that. Right. I don't think so either. And I wouldn't count on Waller this week either. Um, so. Um, Playing Denver. Yeah. So I'd be looking at. Um, Who's the – I'm blanking on it. Who's the Saints uh, tight end uh, who plays well with – Jared the, Cook. Jared Cook would be – Jared Cook would be a good one uh, for the – George Kittle is possibly playing for what it's worth. <clears throat> but Jared Cook is 4,700, which brings your average for remaining player up to 6,650. Two running backs, a wide receiver, and a flex to go. Uh, how much – so – um, Hopkins. We don't know if Murray's playing, but how much is Hopkins? Hopkins is seventy nine hundred. I would say let's stick him in there, and then if Kyler Murray's not playing, I don't know how much I would trust that. But if he is playing, I would put him in there. Okay. So now we need uh, our running backs. 
two running backs valued at 6,200 average. So I take, if it's possible, I take one of the Ravens guys. Like, is Gus Edwards available? Let me look him up. He's on the list. Yes, he is. He is marked as questionable at the moment. What about Antonio Gibson? I, th- I, I thought he's supposed to play. Oh, that's the night game. Never mind. So we've got um, G- Gus Edwards. He's questionable. Uh, let's put him in there just for the time being. Okay. And then, uh, you know, how much? what are we looking at? I mean, we, we can't really afford. Uh, now you can afford 6900 with two picks. So how much would it be to get uh, Kareem Hunt for the Browns? Oh, you've got more than enough money. What? A, well, then let's step it up. What about Jonathan Taylor for the Colts? That's seventy four hundred, which brings your flex player position to sixty four hundred dollars. That's going to give you some good buying power. All right, so let's do that. Jonathan <clears throat> Taylor and okay, let's pick a flex. So here are your flex positions at top dollar value. Juju Smith-Schuster, Ezekiel Elliott, DeAndre Swift, Robert Woods, Corey Davis, Josh Jacobs, and Chris Carson. And I can name more if you want me to. Sure. Um, No, I think that's good. Um, I like Josh Jacobs. Okay. All right, so that gives you a remaining $200 in salary. But you don't have to use it all every time, but I recommend using as much as possible. Yeah, well, that 200 is nice to play with in case we find out, you know, somebody's out. Um, There's a couple of question marks there. So hopefully my um, our information is good before I go into a work status. That's one of the gambles we're taking with. But I'll I'll do I'll do my due diligence before before game time. All right. Well, let's take a break, um, and we will um, we will talk uh, more about that kind of stuff, especially going into um, you know the playoffs. Uh, but let's uh, let's take a break and let's talk about the Caesar side salad croutons when we come back. So every week we pick. Um, three, four, five games uh, that we like on the schedule. Um, this will be the the last week of the regular season. And just for everybody's amusement, um, I'd like to point out that we are tied with exactly the same number of croutons. We started with 1,000. We have 1,300 croutons each. I feel like we couldn't have done that if we had like colluded and planned to do that. We couldn't have made it happen. So... Uh, the fact that we're tied going into the last week of the regular season is pretty incredible. Um, so, uh, r- really quickly, I've got a Sith surprise for you. All right. So, we we never really discussed this prior, but are we going to continue this all the way up through the Super Bowl to where we have to make a um, a Super Bowl crouton bet, whether it be an over-under, a prop bet, or... Or something to that nature. I think we can work out the details, but 
Um, I definitely wanted to continue it into the playoffs. Um, there's no, uh, we put no, I, I said at the beginning, we put no limit on number of bets. So you could do one if you wanted to, you could do two, you could do three, whatever you want to do. Um, I, I just have been doing four every week. Um, but I do want to continue that. We may do fewer bets. Obviously, when there's less games, it's really, really difficult to pick ones you really, really like. But um, And then when it comes down to it, it may be just the Super Bowl. Say you're ahead, then I have to make a bet to uh, to try to catch up. And then it's up to you whether you want to make a bet um, you know, to, to continue your lead. Uh, but we can work that out uh, later. We'll work that out maybe next week after the regular season is done. But definitely we'll continue this through the playoffs. Absolutely. And I think I'm going to – so my other part of this SIF surprise is – so I went back and counted our record on our crouton bets over the season. Would you take a guess at what your record would be if you had to just guess off the top of your head? Um, Keep in mind we played 64 – we made 64 bets. Um, I'm going to guess that I am thirty-eight and thirty-six. No, you are thirty, thirty-two, and two. Yeah, I finished twenty-eight, thirty-five, and two because if you remember correctly, a few weeks I added an extra bet or two to try to get one over on you. And we ended up in the exact same spot here 17 weeks later. All right. Well, that's, that's interesting. Um, it's those extra um, spicy meatball bets that are allowing us to stay above, above sea level with the negative losing record on our betting. So hopefully our sifters have been, um, you know, betting everything we have bet so that way they would actually be ahead $600 right now if they were betting every single bet that we named. And um, if you just took the spicy meatballs, which we started in week 12, you are at a 70% or maybe higher winning clip. So um, that's uh, something to pay attention to this week. So moving on to uh, week 16, um, uh, we both had good weeks. Uh, I had uh, the Buffalo minus seven that, that came through. Uh, Carolina plus two and a half over Washington that came through. It wasn't even a contest. And then uh, the, the, the one I lost was Philly minus two uh, at Dallas. They, they just didn't show up after the first quarter. And my spicy meatball was the Giants at Baltimore. And I had the under in that game, and that came through uh, 200 croutons. So how was your week 16? Uh, my week 16 wasn't terrible, but I, um, I, I gave, well, it was actually pretty darn, darn good, I guess. I, I gained 150 croutons. I struck gold on my spicy meatball once again. Pittsburgh Indy 45, I hit the over. That seemed pretty obvious. Um, I did take Indy for minus one and a half in that game. I thought they were going to be able to beat Pittsburgh. Turns out Pittsburgh has a little bit of gas left in the tank, so I think they may be all right going into the playoffs. Um, Seattle minus one and a half just seemed like seemed like it was going to happen. Seattle always seems to win by just a little bit, but usually it's more than by one, one or two. 
And for some reason, I thought, you know, Detroit was going to be able to add nine and a half to their score and have a chance, but they, they ended up losing by 40. So they, they did a really good job there um, trying to beat the Buccaneers. But I am up to 1,300 croutons for the um, season and excited for this week 17. All right, so let's get it started. Uh, week 17, I, I mentioned this earlier, this is an extremely difficult week to bet. You have to factor in a little bit um, who cares about this week and who doesn't care about this week. But you can't factor that in too much because they're all trying for something. Um, so my first bet is uh, the New York Giants at New England Patriots over 40. I think that's just too low. Um I know both of these teams have been derided. Uh, the New York Jets offense might actually be better than the Patriots offense, um, but I think they're going to go over 40. So I'm taking that one for 50 points or 50 croutons. Okay, so say that bet one more time, please. That would be the New York Jets at the New England Patriots over 40. Okay, so when I booked them, I booked them at 39 and a half. So we will just call that 40, and I'm taking that crouton bet as well. All right. My next one was, uh, this is a team with something to play for. Uh, I, I don't love the number, but I'm going to go out on a limb because they look so good. Green Bay minus four at Chicago for 50 croutons. You know, that's a, um, that's a pretty good bet every time you're talking Green Bay. And what was that bet? One, what was your line one more time? I had it at minus four. Okay, so I had this one at minus four and a half when I booked it. At Green Bay, so what do we want to take that bet as? Let's just do it four for both of us. Okay. So we're both going. Yeah. So, we're yeah, both, so th- I don't see how we're going to get a lot of daylight this week, but we'll see how it goes. The spicy meatball, I'm going to guess we're not going to have the same one. I'm just going to predict that right now. Um, Buffalo minus two and a half is my next pick. I'm on the uh, the Buffalo side of that one giving two and a half to Miami for 50 croutons. You know, I, I saw that Buffalo line and I, I liked it, but um, what I do like about that game is the over of 43 for my spicy meatball of the week of 200 croutons. Okay. Yeah. So I knew we would have a different spicy meatball. So my spicy meatball pick is, uh, is Dallas minus one and a half at the New York Giants. That's 200 croutons on the Dallas Cowboys in week 17. If you can believe that, that's what I'm, that's what I'm putting out there. You know, that's, that's another good bet. And I made a slate um, breach and etiquette by announcing my spicy meatball out of turn. I got excited when you were talking about Miami Buffalo. Um, I do have another normal bet this week. And that is the New Orleans-Carolina game. I'm going to take the over 47 and a half. All right. So we know basically what, you know, the difference, the only two games we have different. Um, so to pick one that I like, I do like your Buffalo-Miami uh, over pick. Was that right? The, the uh, Buffalo-Miami? Yes. Over? Yeah. So that's my uh, my pick there. Yeah. And, I mean, I, I like your Buffalo pick as well. Well, pick as well. I just couldn't pick it against my um, lovely wife because she would never forgive me if I did so. 
<laughs> All right. So we'll see how things go. Um, again, we're seventy percent or maybe better on the spicy meatball picks. Um, uh, so we'll we'll uh, we'll see how that goes. You have anything else before we wrap up this uh, podcast and get ready for Sunday football? Uh, no, I, I think that should be it. And are you going to want to take this to overtime again? Absolutely. So we'll we'll pause here and we'll start again for the overtime segment. Uh, but for the mayor, I am the professor. Thank you for listening. And uh... all right, there you have it. The uh, croutons come down to the last week, um, tied at thirteen hundred. We couldn't have planned it uh, if we tried. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Thank you for listening. On behalf of the mayor and myself, we will talk to you next week.